Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Going to talk a bit of football, plenty going on, and so I'm very grateful to have former All-Whites striker Noel Barkley on the line. Noel, how's your morning going? Very well, thank you, Kimberly. Um, yeah, I was, uh, certainly enjoyed the, the games yesterday. It was nice to see a big crowd down in Wellington. Uh, fortunately, not the result they were looking for. No, no, it was not at all. And I do want to get onto that soon. However, I did just want to start uh, with this news around this morning, Noel. Tommy Smith, uh, who you'll know pretty well, signing with MacArthur FC until the end of the season in the A-League. What do you make of that move? Well, like, I mean, he's coming to the end of his career, uh, even though he's still reasonably young, uh, I think he's 33, and he seems to be getting closer to where he was born and raised, which was uh, on the North Shore, <laughs> and, um, um, Westlake High um, boy. Um, so I, I fully expect him to be an option for the Auckland franchise mm-hmm. moving forward. A little bit like Rojas, you know, they've grabbed those six-month contracts. No sense in them signing for Auckland now because there's no game, but I just see that as a, an opportunity for both of them to show that they've still got good legs in them and um, and in Kiwis and coming back to Auckland um, would be an opportunity. So I, I see it as a real positive. I mean, Tommy's he's still decent. He's, you know, he's played a He's better at a decent level. He's certainly good enough for the A-League, so I'm hoping that he has some good games for MacArthur. And we've got some other Kiwi boys there. So, yeah, and um, there's every reason to think that um, Auckland will be chasing players. I mean, they haven't got any players at the minute, so um, they've got a management team um, and they're recruiting that. Um, but, yeah, they need, they need to get some players and move on it pretty quickly. So with Smith, and then you mentioned Marco Rojas as well, who's with Brisbane on a short-term deal, do you think they've been given already a bit of a, a wink and a nod as far as potential future signings for Auckland go? Do you think they've got anything in front of them? How, how does this work behind the scenes? Uh, people working furiously, um, technical director um, Terry Flynn and, and coach Steve Carter, I mean, they really got nothing else to do but um, find players. So I would I would imagine that I mean, the thing about the A League is anybody that's had a contract this year, there's a list that goes around, so you can see the list of people that are out of contract, and you can just go and you can talk to them freely now. So either the current clubs are trying to hang on to them, or Auckland are trying to outbid their current clubs. So look, it's, a, it's an interesting time. I would um, you know this includes Phoenix players, of course, mm. Nevada. Barbarous in particular, so um, they, they will be absolutely full on just as many local national league players as they possibly can. There's probably about four to six of them, and and obviously the available Kiwis. 
Steve Corker, of course, is a very good friend of Danny Hay, and Danny's probably got the best spin on the Kiwi players around the globe. Obviously, in the all-white coach, he'll sort of mm-hmm. know who's doing well and who would fit. So, yeah, look, they will be, I, I would hope that they're working furiously behind the scenes. Um, they got to have a 20-man squad by June. And, um, yeah, um, bring it on. Bring it on indeed. Fascinating uh, build-up to next season of weights. But let's stick with the season that we're in right now, uh, shall we? You mentioned that Knicks draw not the result they were wanting against Central Coast. What what did you make of that performance? Um, well, I mean, I have to be really honest, I was disappointed. Uh, I, I thought... Um, Bit of a lost opportunity, and Central Coast a bit surprised with them. They were really poor, and they didn't really offer anything. They obviously good at the back, um, and that's what made the game a stalemate. And um, it was disappointing because to get twelve odd thousand, um, it was a real opportunity to you know get a win uh, and build on what's been a really good season. So you can't take that away from them. They're, they're top of the league, and. And despite what's happened in the last couple of weeks, some pretty average performances against Brisbane and um, Central Coast, they still top of the league. Even if the Melbourne victory win, they're you know they'll still be top of the league. So, um, yeah, d- disappointed because I think there was an opportunity there to you know they had two points out of six in the last two games, and um, if you want to go and win the league, you're going to be a man of premier. You know you've got to, you've got to win those games. So, uh, important on its way, and Oscar Savara with a groin, it's obviously a problem is a real worry for them because I think David Ball he toils away um, but he just doesn't have that pace up front that's required to sort of expose um, the weaker team so yeah look um, it tends with a little bit of a disappointment because they didn't seize the opportunity um, for so many people it turned out but hey it's hard to go hard on them when you're sitting at the top of the league <laughs> Yes I totally agree with that uh, you did mention the Oscar Zavato it's something I wanted to touch on how important is is it becoming increasingly clear how important he is to the fortunes of this side, given how flat comparatively they did look without him? That's uh, major. Um, you know, I mean, they've been very reliant on Costa Barbarossa, who's been absolutely fabulous. Again, he was he was one of the better ones yesterday. He always looked like he was one of the more dangerous ones, but unfortunately, he didn't have anybody to play with him. Um, so, yeah, look, he, it is a massive uh, loss. I mean, obviously, it looks like it's a reoccurrence of an injury, which is always a bad sign because mm. I just, you know, they're talking four weeks now. Um, look, I, I think I'll get him back, and I think, you know, they've, they've got themselves a bit of a buffer in that top six. It's a shame they couldn't have got a couple of wins because then that sort of means that they're in. Um, he, he's a massive loss because his his ability to hold the ball up and get on the end of things, you know, he's a big, strong lad. Um, great in the air, and um, he, he sorely missed. They they definitely definitely lacking something down the middle at the minute, and also a little bit creativity in midfield. It's a little bit bland, and hopefully this Costa Rican imports going to change things. Well, I was going to say if I get you to gaze into your crystal ball a little bit, put the coaching hat on. How do they then ensure they don't let their position currently at the top of the table slip? while he is out because there are some reports suggesting he could be out for several weeks. Yeah, I just think they need to keep doing what they've been doing. I mean, they they drew their very first game of the season and were pretty average, and everybody basically wrote them off and sort of seen them as a bottom bottom side. Um, so they've completely gone against the green. Um, they 
uh, very tight squad. They're working hard, and um, look, they you know they they just don't give in. They're very good defensively. I think the the biggest thing for them will be to make sure that they keep everybody fit. You know, obviously they when they lost Roofer and Payne. Um, in the last couple of weeks, mm. which hurt them um, because it didn't give that sort of strength. And they're very experienced senior players. So they just need to keep everybody in the pitch. Just watch their performance. Obviously, the Cryoff is the real, he's the real sort of difference maker at the minute. So he's on a few bookings as well. Every time he makes a tackle, I sort of wonder if he's <laughs> going to get a yellow card. But um, they need they need him. Up. Him and Barbara Richards are very key now because the, the creativity and goals are going to come from those areas. Um, so, but I think they'll just keep doing what they're doing. I don't think I don't think they'll collapse. Um, I think they're too good at the back. Goalkeepers had a great season. Sermons had a great season. And um, yeah, I, I think they'll be fine. Uh, I think they'll just dog it out and um, you know get what they can on on away trips and make sure they win at home. And how important as well do you think for the the future of this team with the prospect of another New Zealand club now coming in for them to not taper off and go flat? Because you would have thought that they have been given a bit of a, not a kick up the backside, but a, a bit of a hurry up when it comes to wanting to remain uh, the team that has the hearts of New Zealanders in the A-League, right? Uh, absolutely. Well, they've they've done a, a great job, really. I mean, they've sort of it's been a long time for them to get to this position where they sit at the top and have been there for many weeks now. Um, but also the fact that they've been able to bring through so many young players into that squad, which means that they don't have to go and sign expensive imports. So they've avoided that in the last year, which is obviously good for the, for the sustainability of the club. They've got some competition now. So, you know, there's talks about Savada might go to Europe. But, you know, he's, he, he, he's also talking about staying in Wellington. He will absolutely get an offer from from, from Auckland, um, but why wouldn't they? You know, mm. want to really fit, really fit next year. They can offer him, they can offer him import money, and um, you know the, the owner's got deep pockets, so why not? So I I wouldn't bet against him being in Auckland. Uh, I'm sure Wellington will fight them, but you know they're also challenged by the salary cap. So uh, that'll be an interesting one. Cost is from Wellington anyway. I'm pretty sure he'll he'll stay there. Um, but they'll be looking for a marquee signing very soon. They're obviously not going to launch sort of second-tier players. They, 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 they will announce their brand and announce some big signings, and um, yeah, they need to get a move on, but... Yeah, it'll be fascinating to follow. Let's look a little further abroad now, but uh, Chris Wood. Now, his latest hamstring injury, how much does that worry you? Facing a couple of months out, it's during a time when the All-Whites are meant to be going off to the UAE to, to play in that four-team tournament. Um, are we are we quite stressed about this one? No, um, <laughs> not really. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, the, 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 the games that the All-Whites are getting in this, this four-team tournament is absolutely fabulous. I think... Chris is not available, and I'm pretty sure he won't be. It'll give an opportunity for some of those others, uh, Mata, Wayne, and Grave, you know, others that are sort of um, Macau, ones that are sort of trying to be trying to be the number one striker. We, we know what Wizzy can do. Um, he's done it over and over and over again. He's done it in the EPL again this year. Uh, I think Forrest are going to miss him more than the All Whites. Um, because they've got some challenges ahead. Um, I guess the Olympics is probably the thing for him uh, mm. this year. He's obviously going to he'll, he'll go there with New Zealand, so he'll be he'll, he'll have his eye on that as well as trying to get fit again. But uh, um, I think this, these games gives the uh, strikers an opportunity to sort of you know to be his num to be his number two. And um, and yeah, and again the World Cup's you know two years away, so um, no problem with that. 
opportunities for young players. That's great. These tournaments are fabulous for them. Mm. And when it comes to, I guess, the Olympic prospects, it's probably good ultimately for that as well. You mentioned the blow, though, uh, when it comes to the forest side of things, struggling EPL-wise, uh, also still in the FA Cup, of course. How do you think they uh, will try and, and make up for his loss for potentially a couple of months? Well, the guy he replaced um, was doing great before you know, forwards. He sort of took over the number one, so he's back fit again. Um, but you know, he, he's he's a different sort of player. He relies on relies on sort of good goals scoring chances, whereas um, <coughs> Woodsy's been scoring been scoring quite spectacular goals of late, especially in the air. Um, yeah, they got a home game against Bristol City. I think it is in the FA Cup. If they win, they get Man United, which probably probably not going to be great for them either. The way Man United are currently playing, so um, yeah, got some challenges with Forest. And they got some financial fair play issues that's sort of knocking at their door. So yeah, their, their season could implode. Uh, and losing Woozy certainly won't help them. Um, I certainly hope that Man United can get past them in the cup. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been buoyed a bit, at least, with a win over West Ham, mate. Absolutely, um, and and really, I mean, since since twenty four started, really, and the Jim Radcliffe era has taken over. I mean, they're unbeaten. Um, in, in 24, they scored 11 goals in the last three games. They're winning the games, um, not always in the best fashion, but it's exciting. And um, you know, some of those young players like um, Ganacho and Manu are really sort of showing their quality. Ireland um, as well. So yeah, look, it's it's exciting there. Losing Martinez with a knee injury is going to hurt us no end. But um, yeah, Aston fell away this weekend, so um, that that'll really sort of tell us where they sit. Yes, it will. And let's talk the top of the EPL table at the moment because it's pretty spicy uh, currently. So you've got Liverpool sitting top still on 51 points, Man City uh, and Arsenal just behind on 49 points, then Aston Villa, as you mentioned, on 46, sitting in fourth there. My, my, my. Now, what did you read into Arsenal's defeat first off over Liverpool uh, on Monday? Uh, well, I, I sort of, I sort of mean Liverpool just imploded in that game, um, and game was pretty, pretty even really. I mean, it, I would predict the draw, um, but the capitulation allowed Arsenal to get a home win and sort of get back on track. But they're still in third, you know. I mean, it's almost like they won the league last week. Hasn't, <laughs> um, hasn't quite happened yet for Arteta. Um, but you gotta you gotta have a look at um, Man City's next six games are all against the bottom sides. Haaland's back fit, De Bruyne's back fit. You know you got people like Alvarez and and Foden who are just at the very top of the game. I mean it's it's so thinking Alvarez it's not funny. They're just gonna you know do what they normally do in the second half of the season and kick on. Um, everybody else is going to keep beating each other. Um, it's a bit more interesting than what it has been because there, you know, because there is four sides that are sort of mm-hmm. in a striking distance. But um, yeah, it, it's looking fairly honest. I think we'll see. Um, it, you know, it's just I guess it depends on fitness and injuries and suspensions and so on. But that squad's big, and um, I fully expect them to, to motor on and um, win it again. Does it hurt your soul as a Man U fan saying that? Not as much as it would if Liverpool. <laughs> but that's it. That's years and years of uh, scars. Uh, scars that I've encountered um, coming from Northern Ireland, where half the population supported Liverpool and the other half Man United, and there were the glory days for them. So yeah, um, Ricardo and I um, we sort of um, 
got to see him spend with that one. Oh, dear. How good. Can you see anything else good coming up in the EPL uh, in the next round? What should we be keeping an eye on? Yeah, I think the Man United um, Aston Villa game is definitely a big one because, you know, if, if, if Villa win, you know, that means Man United probably can't get in the four. Uh, it's that. Aston Villa, um, and they're good. You know, they're really, really good. Uh, and I think the I think the other the problem club is Chelsea, which sort of often gets forgotten about because everybody focuses on on us. Mm. Um, and they've got some challenges there. Um, if they don't get a couple of wins under the belt, we'll soon. Um, Pochettino and his squad, his management team, will be gone. Um, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Obviously, we're hearing that Enzo Fernando. Their hundred and twenty million dollar pound signing wants to lead now, and he's got he's got a contract through to twenty thirty two. So not quite sure who's going to pick up that wage bill. So yeah, it's imploding there, and the players' wives are having a pop at the coach and stuff like that. When that stuff goes on, you know that something's going to go wrong. They've also got a FPP problem. So if they sack the coach and pay him out, it's actually going to create more issues for them financially. So yeah, it's going to be interesting that one. Their their next couple of games for Chelsea will be pretty critical. Yes, I think even more onerous. I did see a story about uh, the manager saying he'd gotten a, a positive couple of texts from from the owners in the wake of their latest defeat, and I just thought, oh no, that's ne- <laughs> that's never a good it's sign. The worst when possible that- thing to happen, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes, it's like someone uh, getting their undisputed support from management, which generally uh, comes a couple of weeks before they're fired. So we will follow that one with interest as well. Like you say, though, might create more problems than it does solutions. Noel Barkley there, former All-Whites striker, joining us. Fabulous to have you on the show, Noel. Lovely to chat. What's on for the rest of your day? That's my wife's birthday, so um, we're going to go and have a nice lunch and, uh, um, yeah, have a bit of fun. Fabulous. Well, happy birthday, Mrs Barkley. Hope you are spoiled absolutely rotten. Have a good one, Noel. Thank you. Thanks very much.